Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to Real People, Real Talk, the show. And here's why you should listen today. We are talking all things money, and we're going to discuss practical ways for you to thrive financially. Got to get your bread right. But first, let me read a listener review. Joshua Noel had this to say. He said, awesome show. I love the unique perspectives and the transparency in this show. I especially like the episode about family curses. That was a really interesting subject. Um, Joshua, shout out to you. Thank you so much for leaving the review in Podchaser. And I'm going to leave that link to that specific episode that Joshua referenced, Breaking Family Curses. That was an awesome episode. So if you haven't listened to it, um, click the link and listen to that. And if you are loving the content, would you consider leaving us a rating and a review? We would love to hear your feedback and to hear from you. But now let's talk. Y'all, my guest today, I went to school with her. Shout out to Vicksburg High School in Mississippi, the class of 2007. Our motto was go live or go home. Um, just had a quick flashback right there. Shout out to the Gators. But she obtained her Master of Business Administration and spent the last 10 years of, of her pro- professional career in banking and finance. And most recently obtained her real estate license in Dallas, Texas. So similar to me from Mississippi to Texas. So we'll welcome to the show Jasmine Noel, who is all about faith family and finances. Thank you, Jasmine, for joining the show today. Thank you, Paul, for having me. I'm excited to talk all about finances. So let's get to it. Yes, let's do it. We did an Instagram live about um, credit and it was so good and got a good response. And I was like, that'd be a good thing to um, to offer on a podcast as well. So we are here and we're going to hit some of the basics as it relates to budgeting, savings, credit, and retirement. We'll give you an overview. Our goal today is we just want to provide you with a starting point that will help you thrive in your finances. All right. And so, Jazz, let's get to it, man. Let's let's talk budgeting. What do people need to know about budgeting? Budgeting. So, simply put, budgeting allows you to plan, organize, track, and improve your financial situation. So, when you think about it, you have to assess your situation, right? You have to say, what are my, what is my income coming in? You know, what's my expenses going out? What do I have left over, if anything? Um, and then with whatever you have left over, how do you want to spend that money? Do you want to invest in something? Do you want to be saving? Um, you know, just kind of what your thought process is as far as your long-term financial goals. So budgeting is the very first piece of the roadmap. You absolutely have to have have it on paper. I use Excel um, on my laptop to pretty much do my budgeting, my monthly budgeting. And it's simple. You just, you know, you have your fixed expenses, you know, your simple things such as rent, um, your car note, insurance, student loan bills, things of that nature. And then you have those unexpected things that come up. And so those are unplanned expenses. And we don't always know what those are. Um, but we can control, you know, those fixed expenses and what we do know are going to be coming out each month. Man, you are right about that. We let's control what we can't control. 
Um, but them those unexpected things I always find a way of creeping in. And yes, we're gonna, they do. Yes, and we're going to address that when we talk about savings. So, uh, you use Excel. My wife and I we use this app called Every Dollar, and it just kind of okay. kind of like what you said. Just plug in all the numbers, income, bills, expenses, etc. And really, this when we did this most recently, this practice really forced us to be intentional with our money. Like when mm-hmm. I looked at like how much we had left over after our. Um, after our bills and after various expenses, I was like, how we got that much left? Oh, where is this money mm-hmm. going? And mm-hmm. so it really forces us to be intentional and look at, um, no pun intended, but look at every dollar. Right. And I heard this from Dave Ramsey. He said that a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. And so we wanted to start there because your first step in reaching financial freedom, um, your first step in thriving your finances is to take an inventory of what you already have. Like write down what's coming in, write down what what's going out. And if you don't like that word budget, cause you feel like it's restrictive. Um, another term that I've heard used is a spending plan. So mm-hmm. you, instead of a budget meeting, you have a spending, spending meeting. So this is how we're going to spend our money because, right. so it's good to, Jasmine, I don't just do the budget, but to adhere to it because there's no need in, you know, me to put in all that work, putting into the this app, you to put in all that work into the Excel, but we don't adhere to it. And so don't just do a budget, but do a budget if you catch my drift. So do it and adhere to it. And Jazz, I don't think I would add to that is every now and then, probably quarterly, I would call my mm-hmm. service providers and just ask for better deals and ask for any available discounts. And so this is related to budgeting because sometimes we have, the Bible say we have not because we ask not. And there's been times right. where I would call AT&T and for example, with our, with our cable, they had us on a special for like two years and it ran out. And I was like, uh, can y'all extend that thing? And mm-hmm. so they, mm-hmm. they extended this. So we want to encourage you to nego- negotiate because you never know what discounts or better rates that they may have, especially during this pandemic, because people are, you know, they may have lost customers due to the pandemics. They're more willing to work with you so they can keep you as a loyal customer. And so Jasmine, a part of budgeting includes a savings plan. Right. And where should people even start with that when it comes to savings? So great question, Paul. Let's get into savings and pretty much just the statistics around it. So One in four families live paycheck to paycheck. When I think of savings, I think of out of sight, out of mind, right? So it's like, if you don't see it, you know, you don't think about it. So a very easy way to do that is to maybe have $25 coming out of your account, out of your payroll, I'm sorry, going into an account. And so that way it's not left up to you to put that money in that account because it's like, you don't see it. Another thing I know that some banks offer accounts that every time you swipe your debit card, $1 will go over to a savings account. Um, Again, reiterating that out of sight, out of mind, you're not thinking when you go to Chick-fil-A getting your, you know, your lunch meal that once you swipe your debit card that, oh, a dollar is going to my savings account. And we're millennials. So we are swiping our debit cards. You know this. Yes. (laughs) So um, that's a very easy way. When I my very first savings account was called a Christmas club. And what happened was I would take $50 every time I got paid. So um, and go into that account at the end of the year, I would have $1,200. I would not, of course, spend $1,200 on Christmas. uh, But I would then take that money as my little savings nest. And it will start over at the beginning of the year and it will run all the way, you know, back through. So 
Emergencies happen, guys. The, the thing with savings is that we want to be prepared. And it's not to say that, you know, we will always be, you know, prepared for certain situations, but it really puts us in a better situation to have some type of nest to go into when that car breakdown or when your air conditioner go out at home. And the, the main thing is just to start. It, it simply is really that simple. Yes, Jasmine, you said that saving will help you to be prepared. Man, I, me and my wife, we actually um, lived this out maybe a month ago at the, by the time of this recording in February. Oh, you in Texas, so you know that um, snowstorm that we had, and we had to get a hotel room for like two nights. And so, because we had a savings, it didn't like hurt us as much. Although we would have preferred to use that savings toward um, a house as opposed to an overpriced hotel, but I digress. And shout out to the Christmas Club. I remember doing that in Vicksburg. But just curious, what bank did you do that with? So I did that with Trustmark. I was actually working there at the time. Okay. And so it was $50, you know, bi-weekly, which was $100 per month. Like, And so that was the $1,200 a year. Now, the credit union that I'm with now don't offer that. But you can, you know, modify that. So I could easily set up a savings account and then name the, the savings account something in my online banking. And that could, in my mind, you know, intentionally be a Christmas club. I'm so glad that you said that like as you're saving, you can make this fun. You can name that savings account. And mm-hmm. really, because a lot of this money stuff come to behavior and mindset. So if you save it vacation, summer vacation, 2021, you may be more likely to um, to save because you see, oh, this is going towards my vacation or this is going towards my dream home or my dream vehicle. So be creative in your saving process, but not only be creative, but be intentional. And as Jazz said, if you have to start small, cool. But long as you start now, whether it's $25 per check or whatever, but the thing is you need to start now. And it's something that I need to do is automate it because usually we, you know, after we calculate or whatever, like, all right, we got this much towards savings. But I like what you said, Jazz. You just set it and forget it. You automate your savings and boom, it's there because it, it really is like a safety net because cars will break down. Children, spouses will get sick. So saving mm-hmm. is wise. I love what Warren Buffett said. He said, do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. And so treat your savings like a bill. Automate it, set it, forget it, watch it grow and kind of and just kind of grow from there. So speaking of savings, there are some big ticket items that we have to save for, such as a home, um, education, a car or things like that. But the largest thing that we're going to have to save for in our lifetime is retirement. Um, saving for retirement can be a daunting thing, but it doesn't have to. Um, Jazz, give us some wisdom as it's related to this specific type of savings known as retirement. So retirement, um, most employers have a have some type of program where they're going to match your 401k contribution. That's a very popular one. So you know, Paul, say for instance, 6%, that's money that that's free money, basically, that you absolutely don't want to leave on the table. Um, So even if, you know, some of your financial advisors will definitely tell you that you should be probably um, saving anywhere from 10 to 15% of your income when it comes down to retirement. Um, But I want you to understand that everybody's situation is very different. And so while it may be easy 
easier for someone else to save that 10%. It may not be for you. So going back to, you know, what we've been iterating all along, it's just you have to start somewhere. But if it's a situation where your employer offers matching that contribution, you absolutely want to be taking advantage of that. Um, You can even put it on to where you start off with 5% and then you gradually increase it 1% maybe every year because the the scope of life is that you're going to continue inclining. So, you know, you start off where you can, but your mindset is that later on in life, you will be able to save more, invest more because you go, you know, you get promotions, you move, you know, move jobs and your debt is being paid down. So, Um, that's one of the ways when we speak of retirement. Um, We also have IRAs. And so the biggest thing with IRAs is knowing the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA. Um, Again, these are just additional tools that you have available for you. And then whenever your situation, your financial situation um, is ready for to take advantage of all of those different options. And so Basically, it just boils down to contributions to a traditional IRA are tax deductible, while um, the withdrawals and retirement are taxable. And then the Roth IRA are not tax deductible, but the withdrawals and retirement are tax free. So those really is the big difference between those two. Um, But we absolutely have to start planning for retirement I, I don't want to be 70 years old. We don't know what Social Security is going to look like when we get to that point. So, again, don't leave free money on the table. Take advantage of whatever um, whatever program that your employer have. And most of them do match a certain percentage of your contribution. Man, my classmate Jazz is educating us today. You know, always take the match. Just want to reiterate that don't leave any money on the table. If your if your employer offers that, go ahead and um go ahead and take that. That's, that's literally free money. And I'm so glad that you said do what works for you because everybody's financial situation is different. So do what works with you. But I do want to say the sooner you start, the better. Like I've seen various graphs and um that shows that the sooner you start, the better. And I just want to encourage you to tap into the power of compound interest. And this is what Albert Einstein calls the eighth wonder of the world. And it's possible for you to retire a millionaire. I know you may just heard that word like, oh, me, retire a millionaire? That can never happen. Yes, with the right mindset, with the right information, and with a plan, you can retire um, a millionaire. But the sooner you start, the better. It was actually Tony Robbins that said, the real route to riches is to set aside a portion of your money and invest it so that it compounds over many years. That's how you become wealthy while you sleep. That's how you will make money your slave instead of being a slave to your money. Amen, Tony Robbins. And so my wife and I, well, more specifically, my wife as a teacher and I as a pastor, we have 403Bs that we contribute to just because we're different. uh, And when it comes to like how the IRS look at us or whatever. But we've also been thinking about getting IRAs um, and just going to. Probably have an offline conversation with you, Jazz, between Roth or traditional, what we need to do just to kind of have something else um, extra. So budgeting, savings, retirement, I want to give you guys an overview. But for those that don't know, the month of March is Credit Education Month. So, Jazz, let's talk credit. Like, why is it important and how can we build it? Educate the people. So... 
let me tell you, we need credit. Okay. Let's, we just going to be real about it. We, at some point in life, we need credit. So the earlier we find out how to utilize credit, the better off we are. We just are not in a, we don't live in a society where we are able to go to the bank and pay cash for those big ticket items, at least speaking for me and the people that I know. <laughs> we're not at that point just yet. <laughs> but goals, we're getting there. Um, but we need credit. So credit is important to have credit, to have good credit simply because it saves you money um, during the duration of, of your lifetime. And so and that comes in a couple of different ways is that when you need to go to the bank to finance those items, you're able to borrow them at a reasonable rate. Um, even your auto insurance, you know, things of that nature, your your utility deposit, your phone deposit, even when you go to, if you want to go on a little AT&T next plan, I believe is what they call it. You know, they do a little credit inquiry. That's all based mm-hmm. off your credit. So I like to say credit is king. I like to say it is one piece of the puzzle to achieving financial freedom. And I think maybe sometimes it can be a very intimidating conversation to have, you know, especially if you're in a situation where you don't think um, you're in a good standing um, as far as credit wise, but be open to have the conversation, seek out knowledge if you need to, you know, there's no harm. We've all, all been there where we might've had a credit card and, you know, we maxed it out and it wasn't, it didn't do too good on our credit score. So um, absolutely make sure you're keeping that credit score in good shape, making sure your credit report is indicative of that. And if you need to get back on track, you can do that. It, it is never too late, but we absolutely have to prioritize having not mediocre credit, but having great credit. One thing that you said out of there is like tweetable. All of that was good, but one thing that you said that really stuck out to me was having a good credit will save you money. Now, it's like there's a tax on the poor because mm-hmm. when you don't have a, a great credit score, um, you're going to get a higher interest rate which is going to charge you more money when you don't have more money to begin with, like almost an unfair system. And so I know in some circles, like talking, they they say that talking about money is considered rude or taboo, but I I disagree with that. I feel like we need to have more open and honest conversations about money so we can learn from one another. The Bible says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. And so speaking of credit score, I mean, it's all about how well you manage your debt. And so we just want to encourage you, especially when it comes to credit cards to manage your debt well, so therefore, when you need to, to borrow money for the large ticket items, as you say, like a car or a house, you have a favorable interest rate and save you lots of money in the long run. But as you build your credit, please be careful with them credit cards, fam. Yeah, with the credit cards, they have you swiping and swiping because when you swipe it just hits different mentally and emotionally when you swipe your card as opposed to paying the cash. Like when I got to give old, when I got to pay with cash, it hurt a little bit. But the credit card, like swipe, swipe, swipe. So just be careful with that. Make sure you have a budget, you have a spending plan, you know what you can spend on your credit cards and things of that nature, because the interest rates are no joke on those credit cards. So speaking of credit, there's something called like a credit score. Could you kind of like to speak to that a little bit? Right. So your credit score goes hand in hand with or is it's composed of your information from your credit report. So that can consist of a couple of different things. It can 
it can consist of your utilization rate, um, your debt to income ratios. And when we speak of utilization rate, we're speaking of, say you have that $500 credit card and you don't want to be carrying a very large balance. The rule of thumb is 30% or lower um, for the best scores. And so for a $500 credit card about I'm sorry, limit, it would be $150 that you wouldn't want to be carrying anything over that as far as your balance goes. Um, your debt to income ratio is basically what it says. It's how much debt you have opposed to what your gross monthly income is. And so that's just a simple configuration of numbers. You take all of your monthly expenses, your car note, your mortgage or rent, um, student loans, credit card payments, Add those together and you divide that into your gross mo gross monthly income. And so that will give you your debt to income ratio. I like to say, um, and I, I like to say, it is generally um, good when you keep that between 40 to 50%. I do know when you go and apply for a mortgage, they like to see 43%. Um, nothing over that. Of course, they can make exceptions based off, you know, your credit history. But you definitely don't want to be into the 60 and 70 percent DTI ratios when it comes down to that. That's good. Giving the people knowledge as it relates to credit, because this this comes into play with a lot of a lot of things, like you said, whether it's from um, your phone service or about to rent a place or to buy a place. And so in this episode, y'all, we just wanted to give you a starting point for you to thrive your finances. Yes, we didn't get too deep into the weeds, but we just want to give you something where you can pick up and like, all right, the first thing I need to do is start a budget. Um, and that budget I need to have savings. And when I'm thinking about savings, I need to do retirement. And when I get all those things together, I need to make sure that my credit is right. So therefore I can stay in budget. And so y'all know with me, I just want to turn the conversation vertical. I want to encourage you to honor God, even in your finances, even in your money. The Bible says in Luke chapter six, verse 38, give and it shall be given good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will it be put into your lap for the measure you use. It would be measured back to you. And so I give my tithes and my offerings to my church. And y'all, I've seen God faithful. Even during a pandemic, we kept giving and we saw God faithful in providing for our needs. And for those that, you know, don't know the, the church terminology, hey, that's okay. That's that's why we're here. A tie just refers to the 10% of your gross income. And that was an Old Testament practice. But when you fast forward to the New Testament, God doesn't just leave it at 10%. He calls us to be generous, which means that 10% isn't the ceiling to stop at, but rather the floor to grow from when it comes to our um, money and giving God our tithes and our offering. So I just want to let you know, man, God owns everything. Uh, we are simply stewards and managers. Um, the way that you give to God, of course, you can't write a check and send it to heaven. The way that you give to God is by giving to your local church. And I'm going to let you in on something. Giving reflects your faith in God's provision. In other words, the proportion of your income that you give back to God, it testifies to how much you really trust him for him to provide for your needs. And so y'all know me. I had to turn the conversation vertical and I just want to encourage you to give generously, to give systematically um, to your local church for the work of the ministry. And speaking of tithes and offerings and giving to the Lord, Jazz, you got, you want to testify about something? <laughs> well, I do. And I think that, you know, it, it, it would be a disservice not to since we're on that topic and, and, I'm always about testifying how good he's been to me. And so I 
I started the year off um, when I took some time off for Christmas and New Year's, really sitting down. I'm a numbers girl. I, I always have been. And so I was sitting down wanting to see what more could I do. Um, and I wanted to be saving more. So I have my 401k. I have an IRA. Um, I have an investment account. But I really know kind of just thinking long, long term as far as my future family goals and financial goals, I really wanted to have put in my mind that I wanted to be doing more as far as investing in everything. And so I knew if I needed to do that, though, I was also in the back of my head thinking I need to probably wait until, you know, I'm in another position or I'm making more money. And so last year I was up for a promotion and COVID came, COVID came down and it just put a, a haul on um, promotion. Even our merit raises got slashed last year. And so I kept, you know, professing to God that, you know, this was in my heart and I didn't really get discouraged, you know, because I knew that if I was authentic and genuine about the desires of my heart, I knew that he would make a way for me to eventually be in a position to be able to invest more, you know? And so um, my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalms 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so as a Monday, I was promoted um, to a senior analyst. And so going back to the whole faith family finances. So my faith has driven me to be able to now contribute more, you know, which is that last piece of the finances. So I say that to say all of life decisions, even today, we're just, you know, we're speaking on finances. Make sure all of your decisions are rooted in, in God. You know, have those genuine conversations. Let him know, you know, what your desires of your heart is. You want to, you know, whatever it can, can be, family, marriage, whatever. Mine was, I wanted to be saving more. I wanted to be investing more. And here I am. And it just speaks to the goodness of you know, of God and really just making him the center of everything. Classmate, congratulations on that. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, of course. It's really awesome. And just seeing how the Lord um, is, is blessing you and honoring those thoughts and those plans as you as you honor God, God will honor you. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, when you, when you come to Real People Real Talk, you never know what you're going to get, but you know that you're going to be encouraged you're going to be inspired to thrive and to be all that God has called you to be. Today, you got financial tips, um, you got scripture, and you got a testimony. We give you everything that we have because we want, we want to see you win. And specifically today, we want to see you win your finances. So we may give you a little homework, so some resources for you. So, Jess, like, what are some resources that you would uh, recommend? So as we reiterated 10 times over, um, I would absolutely say, Number one is start now. And I say that because it's never too early and it's also never too late. Going back to whatever your individual situation is, it's okay. It's, you know, it's, it, please don't take it as though I don't have enough to save. Um, you will be doing yourself a disservice by not starting with just at point A, you know, whether it's $25, $50 or whatever. So number one, start now. Um, take a financial literacy class. Um, that's something that to no fault of our own that we just didn't have growing up. So we had to, well, for some of us, we had to wait later in life to really find and educate ourselves on 
the basics of financial literacy. You know, we didn't get taught that in high school or junior high for that matter. So um, I will also say definitely look into something of that nature. There's all type of radio podcasts on financial literacy. Aha, here we are today. So (laughs) you can do that. Um, There's a book out there, Broke Millennials by Aaron Lowry. And so um, it basically just just teaching you to um, don't settle for crumbs, just really take a hold of your financial journey um, and where you want to be. Um, Check with your bank, your credit union, see what resources they offer. They usually do offer webinars, classes around different aspects of finances. Um, If you're investing your money with them, make sure that, you know, they're working for you, but they usually do have all type of webinars, classes, different resources Um, If you're wanting to just not only better your financial situation, but just really be educated. Yes, Jasmine, thank you so much for those resources, man. This has been a wonderful episode. I love how you've been just so practical. Um, you get you get right to the point like, hey, this is what you need to do about budgeting. This is what you need to do about savings, about retirement, about credit. And so if you was to sum it up in this, like how can the people go from surviving to thriving in their finances. What would you say to that? I would say to take inventory of your situation where it is today. I would say to if you're already doing some of these steps of what we're talking about and maybe you want to take that to another level, um, that's that's an avenue as well. But if you're wanting, if you're just starting out, you currently don't have anything in place, um, you absolutely know you want to get started. Um, really follow your follow your gut, follow your heart, because it's not just me just saying it is not just Paul. It is it is a real life situation that we have to have our finances in order. Um, educate yourselves always. And so my situation would be quite different from someone who may have a family and, you know, children. And so make out that that plan of what your long term goals are and your short term goals and see how they add up and you can you can get there trust me so take inventory of where you are um, make that plan do that budget as as tedious as it seems uh, but let's get to saving let's get to getting our bag as they say exactly secure the bag get the bread whatever terminology you want to use let's be about our paper okay so, yes, that is such a great luncheon pad, Jazz. Like, you really got to educate yourself. Um, if you're in the, the social media world, check out on Instagram, The Financial Diet. They have a lot of good content on there, and they also have a blog as well. That's some content I've been consuming that helped me on my, my financial journey. So, Jasmine, thank you so much for joining the Real People Real Talk show and offering your expertise. Thank you for having me, Paul. Thank you so very much. I hope you guys have enjoyed our content today. Um, go for it. Just do it. Yes, it's been a fun um, collaborative effort with a fellow Mississippian turned Texan. So uh, we have one more financial tip from you from Candice, and she is the host of First Paso podcast. And I'm going to leave her link in the show notes. But listen to this. The best advice I could give is to invest There's something really powerful about allowing your money to work for you and not you for your money. I know a lot of us are really afraid to invest because we just don't understand it, but there's a lot of material out there for us to read like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
there are other financial investment books to read and understand how the rich stay rich, how the rich build financial wealth, and how we can get out of this rat race, as it's mentioned in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of running after our money and watching it fly out of our hands. And so look into YouTube, research some of those investment guru channels, read their books, go to their webinars, find friends to do this with. Don't just jump in blindly, but do it wisely. Do your research, get together, think about it, find people that are already doing it and they're doing it well that are willing to help you and guide you to learn because it's honestly attainable to anybody at any economic level. Thank you, Candice, for that tip. Investing is definitely a game changer. But thank you to the Thriver that's listening right now. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Take what you've heard today and apply it. We really want to see you win with your money. Our mission here at Real People Real Talk is to empower you to thrive in every area of your life. And last thing, if you have enjoyed today's episode and this content, would you consider sharing it with your friends that we are seeking to to grow our brand and to grow our audience. But for those who's listening, we're going to keep loving on you and giving you the best content. But yes, you can simply text a link to a few friends and whatever app that you are listening in nine times out of 10, you can just hit the share button in that app that you're listening in right now. And it'll make it very easy for you to share on your social media, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So speaking of Instagram, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. Follow us there. Um, it's at Paul W. Calcode. Um, I give you content and make you laugh and make you think. Um, but thank you in advance. And one more thing, if you are in the Dallas area and you're looking to to do real estate business, to buy a home, sell a home, consider checking out my friend Jasmine. She is a realtor in the greater Dallas area. And I'm going to leave her information in the show notes so you can connect with her. Now, go be all that God has called you to be. Oh,